You're listening to the Study Legal English podcast, helping lawyers and law students become fluent in legal English. For more information, visit studylegalenglish.com. Hello and welcome to the Study Legal English podcast. I'm your host Louise and today we're going to be listening and watching, if you are indeed watching this on YouTube, to my interview with Vlastimil Gottinger, the Secretary General of the Czech Constitutional Court. Vlastimil very kindly showed me around the Constitutional Court of the Czech Republic. You can find that in episode 112, 112. It's available as a podcast, but I recommend that you check out the video on YouTube. It is available as a vlog. This was the first time I've ever been able to go round a court and actually video. So it's really quite something. I was very pleased to be able to do it. I recommend you check it out just to see inside the court. And of course, we use a lot of legal English, for example, to deliberate and in a camera, just two examples. So in this particular episode, the one that you're watching or listening to right now, Flastermill talks about his work. He talks about the work of the judges, the competencies of the Constitutional Court. He also talks about how one can become a judge at the Constitutional Court, in case you're interested. And he also mentions a particularly interesting case that the court decided on a few years ago. If you enjoy my podcasts and videos, do hit subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast app. And if you've got any questions, do get in touch. My email is louise at studylegalenglish.com. You can also find me on social media. Just search for at Legal Englisher or on Facebook. You can join my Study Legal English group. Just search for the Study Legal English group. So let's go. So I wanted to ask you a bit about your background. How did you get to your position as Secretary General of the Constitutional Court here? Uh, actually, it is a long story, but uh, I don't want to exhaust uh, your spectators uh, with the history, so I'll be brief. After uh, finishing law school, I uh, spent some time in Prague uh, with the Ministry of Defense. But uh, as I was born in Brno and my family is in Brno, uh, I wanted to come back to Brno. And there was a uh, possibility to join the Constitutional Court. And I started the cooperation under uh, the Vice President, uh, Madame Bagnerova, in 2005. And I was uh, just uh, temporarily replacing an uh, employee, a young lady uh, with a small, small baby. And I was uh, to replace her for two years only. But uh, thanks to the fortune, uh, I continued. Uh, I had a, a full-time job turn then. And I grew up uh, slowly uh, from uh, the referent, uh, advisor, uh, assistant, vice secretary general to uh, the current uh, position. And I really appreciate this chance. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> Fantastic. And so, and what do you do in your role? What sort of things do you do? Well, the Constitutional Court is uh, composed of 15 justices, uh, but their duty is uh, to adjudicate uh, the case. Uh, to find uh, the best uh, solution in the accordance with the Constitution. So they don't have uh, a time or energy uh, to take care about all the other issues. 
like uh, uh, managing the court meetings, the uh, budgetary uh, issue, uh, the human resources issues. And it's, uh, it's my duty, but I do not uh, do all of that. Uh, I have uh, the other directors of uh, different sections. I am something like a manager, uh, but uh, I want it, of course, uh, to be a, a legal scientist like you are. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm having more negotiations and uh, meetings and briefings and brainstormings. Uh, so I wish uh, to... Uh, raise my academic career again, but I don't have a time for it so far. Yes, yeah, I'm sure your job is a very busy one. So you mentioned there are 15 justices here. How does one become a, a justice at the Constitutional Court? You mentioned previously when we were walking around, it's the peak of someone's career. How do, would one become a justice here? Uh, we call it a legal Olympus. Uh, uh, and uh, it is not easy uh, to climb up the Olympus and under the conditions of uh, the Czech constitution, it must be a citizen of the Czech Republic, at least 40 years old, which uh, has a legal education and at least 10 years practice in law. There is no condition to be a judge before. You must uh, be experienced in law, and that's great, because, you know, judges usually have uh, constant or understanding uh, for the mistakes of other judges, because uh, they say it's normal, uh, they, they didn't have a way to do it other way. But uh, if there are attorneys at law, uh, there are academics, there are other law professionals, it makes a perfect uh, mosaic to focus the problem from different point of views and uh, find the best solution. Uh, so this is the condition. And of course, it is the president of the Czech Republic uh, who uh, finds the best candidates. But the president of the Czech Republic is not allowed to immediately appoint a person as a justice of the Constitutional Court. The president asks for the consent of the Senate, the upper chamber of the parliament, and only when the consent is granted, the president can appoint uh, a candidate uh, to be the justice of the Constitutional Court. Okay. And you mentioned previously that, you know, once appointed, then the tenure is for 10 years, but they may get re reappointed. Re yeah. If you are in a good physical and mental shape, you can be a justice of the Constitutional Court for decades, for example, for 40 years. If you start working with the court when you are 40, which is the constitutional condition, and if you are reappointed three times, uh, you can finish your term in eight years. Uh, no limitation, uh, but uh, only one justice was appointed three times. It was Mr. Gittler, uh, who was the justice of the Federal Constitutional Court. Uh, the court existed, however, only two years. Mm. Then uh, the court uh, of the Czech Republic was established and he was uh, appointed as a justice thereof. And he was reappointed as a justice uh, for the second decade. And uh, Mr. Gittler is a great personality because he's more than 80 years old and uh, still he works uh, as an academic in Prague at the Academy of Science. Wow, very wow. dedicated to yeah. his, his work. And talking about the Constitutional Court, I'm sure there are many very interesting cases, but is there one that you can think of to give an example of the type of case that happens here? Uh, 
Well, uh, Constitution of the Czech Republic provides for 14 competences of the Constitutional Court, but uh, the most frequent are two of them. It is uh, deciding upon the constitutional complaints of the individuals, and the second is uh, the flagship of constitutional judiciary. Uh, it's uh, the review of norms, which is the plenary issue. And I would like to talk about one uh, plenary uh, decision uh, which was taken more than uh, 12 years ago. It was the review of the Constitutional Act. Because constitutional courts are not allowed to review the Constitution. It is the binding document for them. But uh, in this issue, the Constitutional Court of the Czech Republic reviewed the Constitutional Act and uh, annulled it. Uh, and why? Uh, because uh, the parliament, uh, the lower chamber of the parliament, decided uh, to dismiss itself in a manner of extraordinary constitutional act. Because all the other opportunities given by the constitution of those days meant they'll lose their uh, salary, their offices, their car, until the time of the new elections. This extraordinary act... Uh, let them all the benefits. Okay. And the Constitutional Court uh, reviewed the uh, Constitutional Act and said, no, it is not the Constitutional Act. It's uh, something else. It doesn't have the constitutional meaning, the power, because the Constitutional Act must uh, remain in future, uh, must have some legal rules in it. And this is only for one time and to ease the life of the deputies, and we are annulling it, and no new elections uh, will take place according to this act. Decided again. There was, a, there was a revolution. All the politicians were saying the Constitutional Court crossed all the borders. It's unacceptable, unconstitutional. We do not agree. But all of them said, but we respect it, and we will follow this decision. And that's uh, the great example of respect paid to the Constitutional Court. Because the court is not uh, making friends, but uh, the court is making justice. It's a delicate line because I suppose it's not, it's not there to, to make law exactly, but it is there to interpret it. And in some sense, that does also means sometimes changing it slightly. Adjudicating at the final level, it, it is a slippery slope uh, because uh, you are on the edge and uh, if you make uh, one step from it, uh, you, you can fall. Because the line between uh, uh, the judiciary, the legislation and the political issues, uh, it, is, uh, it is so uh, narrow and of course, after a uh, month and month of legal research, the academics can say, no, 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 that was ultra-virus, or uh, I don't think that the arguments used are, are correct. But we don't have uh, this uh, great benefit of time for deliberations for years. Uh, it is uh, usually uh, the plenary cases are decided uh, in 11 months. So at this point, Vlastimil got a call, which of course he had to check. And obviously, I'm very grateful to Vlastimil for giving up some of his time so that he could show me around the court and as well give this interview. He is indeed a very busy man. And here I'm actually checking my watch because I was a bit worried about keeping him too long from his important duties. But after this brief interlude, we did come back to the interview. 
the constitutional court, the decisions are final, they're binding, and in a sense, a little bit like precedent that we have in England in the common law system, in that they're they're binding on all the other courts. Other courts have to follow the the rules, and so very important uh, judgments come out of this court. The decision of the constitutional court cannot be appealed and cannot be uh, returned or even changed. The constitutional court is not allowed to change its own judgment, even if uh, there is a, a mistake, for example, if it's not a common mistake like a mistyping or something. The only way to uh, open again the proceedings is uh, uh, the decision of the uh, European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg. And uh, if uh, the court uh, finds uh, intrusion into the fundamental rights, then the uh, individual petitioner can again ask the constitutional court to reopen his uh, or her proceedings. But it is the only chance. Uh, All uh, the other solutions are closed. And according to Czech Constitution, the judgments of the constitutional courts are binding for all uh, the bodies of the state and all the person. Yeah, so incredibly important. To bring a case here, do, can a person, an individual, bring a case directly to the constitutional court or do they have to go through some procedure before? Uh, I understand. The constitutional court is... Uh, called body of the last instance. Hmm. Uh, that means there is a condition that the complainant uh, have to, uh, has to exhaust uh, all the other uh, possibilities of legal remedy. Uh, usually it means uh, the entire system of courts and uh, uh, it ends uh, at the Supreme Court, the Supreme or Supreme Administrative Court. And uh, after that there is a 60 days term Uh, to lodge uh, the constitutional complaint. Uh, uh, It's the almost only proceedings, legal proceedings in the Czech Republic, which is not uh, subject uh, to a court fee. It's uh, free of charge. Uh, But uh, there is a condition uh, that uh, uh, every petitioner has to be represented uh, by attorney uh, in law uh, to protect uh, his or her rights. And, of course, to ease the life of justices, because it's much easier uh, to read the professional uh, complaint than uh, the epic work of uh, the legal amateur. I can understand that. I imagine that the cases are quite complex as well, so it must be important to be represented by an attorney. Uh, Because you have only uh, one chance to file the complaint. Uh, if uh, dismissed, for example, on uh, procedural grounds, uh, you don't have a chance to write a, another one and try it because, uh, you know, the case was finished uh, forever. Yes, yeah. gosh, so just one shot. One shot. It one better shot. be a good one. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. And it's been fantastic uh, seeing the Constitutional Court and hearing about your background and the background of the court and the history of the building. So thank you. Thank you very much for coming to the Constitutional Court. We appreciate it. And uh, I hope uh, to see you next time in Brno again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. Of course, if you're a member, do head over to my website, studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 114, where you can find your member 
benefits for this episode. Members do get access to extra resources to help them improve their legal English. And if you're thinking, hmm, that sounds pretty good, do go over to studylegalenglish.com forward slash pricing to find out further information about becoming a member. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you've got any comments about this episode, well, if you're watching on YouTube, you can of course leave a comment in the comment section below or send me an email. My email is louise at studylegalenglish.com. You can catch me on social media, just search for at Legal Englisher or join my Study Legal English group. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app or on YouTube. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Study Legal English podcast. If you really want to get ahead, why not become a member and gain access to many learning resources? Visit studylegalenglish.com forward slash pricing.